1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I am back. I'm back from my week in the woods hunting deer for Ohio deer gun season. Uh, Yeah, it was awesome, guys. I I was able to harvest two deer, a buck, and a doe. Um, Hunted hard for five days. It was a lot of hard work, but I had a blast. Couldn't have happened any better than it did. Uh, But I'm back. I'm here for you, ready to cover... All the latest. I was joined by my friend Joe Chalfant, president of Lone Conservative. Always a great time talking to Joe. We we caught up on everything I missed over the last week, or at least some of the stuff I missed over the last week. Uh, Horrific jobs numbers uh, and the Biden regime trying to spin their way out of it. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Liberals being triggered by a picture of guns. (laughs) We talked about what uh, conservatives and right wingers can be doing to affect the culture uh, moving forward. Uh, we, We covered a lot. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Joe, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great. Joe Chow Fun. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Joe Trafon. Joe, how you been,
0: man? I'm good. It's been a while.
1: It has been a while. So, uh, dude, we have a ton to catch up on. Um, I've been in the woods for the last week hunting deer. Early mornings, long hikes, freezing my balls off. But I got two deer, including a little eight-point buck uh, that I'm super stoked about. But I missed a ton, a full week of news. (laughs) I I spent all morning catching up on everything. Let's go to the beginning of last week. To start, Um, terrible jobs numbers for Biden and the Democrats, 200,000 new jobs in November. Experts expected almost 600,000. And by, by the way, just side note, I don't know who these people are, man, these experts. I mean, are they just a bunch of Paul Krugmans? Like, it's their job to be insanely wrong about everything all the time. But anyway, so the Biden White House panicking about the crumbling economy took a Matt Iglesias tweet mocking them and just tweeted it out. Right, like they didn't get the joke. Mm-hmm. They just tweeted it, and it was a graph showing that that gas prices have dropped two cents in the last month, which is incredible since gas prices are up a dollar uh, in the last year. Um, like these, these people honestly think they can just tweet through their own destruction, <laughs> and well, I don't think it's it's not going to work when parents can't afford Christmas gifts for their kids. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you're exactly right with, you know, they, they think that they can just tweet through it. The media doesn't hold them accountable for, for any of this stuff. We saw a little bit of pushback from uh, Glenn Kessler over at WAPO, uh, you know, their fact checker, saying that, you know, hey, this is blatantly wrong. But the the DCCC didn't delete the tweet. You know, they left it up there. Still up. And, after, you know, what it's been like four or five days since they put, they posted it, uh, a graph that shows a two-cent gas price drop in the last two weeks after Biden went and released, what was it, two million gallons of uh, of gas from our National Reserve. So not really the, the optics that you're looking for there. But, you know, if you have a media that doesn't talk any, about anything other than Donald Trump in 2021, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about anything that you do. Uh, that That's just the, the reality that Democrats have where they can just talk about whatever issues they want to instead of you know, having to to focus on the stuff that actually matters. And you saw that similarly with uh, with them talking about, you know, holiday shopping with uh, with food before Thanksgiving, where they're in Arlington, the richest county in America, uh, talking about how their ga- their uh, grocery stores are completely filled with food. Well, wow, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm amazed that Arlington has food in it and the places in Idaho don't have food in them, so whenever they don't have to actually deal with the, the reality on the ground and they can just go play whatever games they want to in D.C., they don't have to worry about the realities of, of ordinary people out in, in the real America. Yeah, they, they can just go uh, tweet through through issues like that. Ronald claims the the biggest example of that. Yeah, uh, I mean that guy just retweets and likes everything. I mean he spends all day on Twitter. I, I don't know what you're actually doing for your job to where you're able to just like any tweet that you're mentioned in. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it is funny, man. Like, it's funny to me that this is still their strategy after almost a year in office. And you mentioned Ron Klain, and and he's, you know, unfortunately, the the real president of the United States at this point. I don't think Joe Biden's really controlling the show over there. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, he spends all his time, like you said, retweeting propaganda pieces from the corporate press. (laughs) You know? Oh, and the, the, the propaganda who's retweeting this this past weekend was all these claims from politico that the corporate press is harder on biden oh my gosh (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like obviously if you believe this you're the dumbest person who's ever lived but like they view (laughs) they honestly and it's 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 fascinating that they're still behaving like this after almost a full year in office they view every problem as something they can just propagandize away Mm -hmm. you know looking at afghanistan for instance getting 12 marines murdered slaughtering Seven children or ten civilians, including seven children and a Mm -hmm. drone strike, leaving thousands of Americans to be raped, tortured or murdered by terrorists. They just viewed that as a comms issue, not a real problem to solve. And I mean, this is who these people are. I mean, they're just they're media centric elites living in their coastal bubbles. They just think you can spin everything away. You can propagandize everything away. They've never solved a problem. In their entire lives. They've never fixed anything in their entire lives. They don't know how to. And they're not interested in doing it. They honestly think they can just use their allies in the press to spin away all their issues. And they're, they're running up against the wall of reality, man, because we're coming up on winter. It's going to be very cold. Energy costs are double what they were last year. Christmas mm-hmm. gifts are double what they were last year. Their voters are going to feel it even if they don't. So I don't know. I think there's going to be some tough sledding coming up for the Biden regime.
0: Oh, you can just see that in the approval rating. I mean, he, he's polling at what 38%. Uh, that's not good for a first year president. The first year is supposed to be your best year. You're supposed to get right. all of your policy accomplishments done, you know, in your first six to eight months. So if, if you're not getting anything done in your first year, I can pretty much say that the 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 Biden year, the Biden administration is going to be a wash. That they're not going to have any. Substantive achievements—they're uh, just going to really, you know, chisel away at the uh, the foundations of America. You know, you're not going to be able to, to afford your food. You're not going to be able to afford rent. You're not going to be able to afford to get to work. Uh, we're already seeing that right now. It's only going to get worse because, I mean, look at the the massive spending bill that we just passed not too long ago. Uh, we're just throwing more money on top of the the burning pile. So it, it's not looking good. Uh, I've got a hope for the future. I still think that you know it, it, it's not completely over for us. But I mean, they're really trying to put their foot on the accelerator of collapsing the American, you know, the American state. They they want it, they want it over and done with.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, some positive news that uh, that broke. I mean, it, it's not being discussed by the press as anything <laughs> positive, unfortunately. But uh, the the dreaded new Omicron variant. Um, which they changed the name, it was going to be the, the, the I don't know how you say it in Greek, but the XI, the G, the G, the G yeah. variant, um, yeah. which we should just call it that anyway. But it, yeah. it was discovered in, <clears throat> excuse me, discovered it. maybe I have uh, Omicron, but uh, <laughs> they discovered it in South Africa a couple of weeks ago, and now uh, it's spread so widely in South Africa, 75% of all COVID cases in the country are Omicron, and nobody's getting sick. Nobody's mm-hmm. being hospitalized the death numbers are plummeting across South Africa. This is statistically speaking no big deal. Yeah I mean it, it's 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 no big deal. I mean the variants are getting weaker which is what happens to viruses. Mm-hmm. Viruses like viruses want to survive and spread. They don't want to kill off their hosts, right? So this is this exactly. is why the common cold is no big deal. This is why the the flu virus every year is no big deal because they they keep you know the the variants deplete in terms of their potency that's to be expected and but that's <clears throat> this is great news right <laughs> like this is great news like for all intents and purposes the pandemic is over there's nothing more to be done at least on a governmental level besides i don't know encouraging people to work out and and take vitamin d supplements <laughs> But governments around the world are doing the exact opposite, right? They're they're refusing to accept good news. I mean, Australians are being hauled off to concentration camps at Mm -hmm. gunpoint. Fauci is still on my TV every day for some reason telling people (laughs) to get seven vaccine shots and wear nine masks. And I mean, guys like you and I have been saying this for almost two years now, but this doesn't end until people stop complying. And unfortunately, I hate to pull a Hillary Clinton and go after the voters themselves. It's never a good political thing to do. But the Democratic voters don't want this to end either. I I don't think they want it to end to the same extent, not the same extent as the Democratic politicians, but like they've bought into this like religious, like this heathen religious nature of the pandemic. And it's like I I feel like a lot of Democratic voters, including people I know personally, they, they feel a sense of more moral superiority here and they don't want that to go away. They feel a sense of power and they don't want that to go away. And I mean, the variants are getting weaker. Vaccines are available to whoever wants one. Everybody knows where to get vitamin C and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, you can get one of them from the sun. Just go outside, (laughs) sit on your back deck for an hour a day. You'll be healthier for it. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's time to just move on without these people. It's time to move on. I mean, there's not like what more can a government— I mean, you know me. I'm a libertarian, so they always (laughs) always know. But, like, what more can a government do to combat this when the virus is naturally becoming less dangerous?
0: Uh Uh— I'm going to go start with the the voters thing first. Uh, you're sure. you're, you know, hit the nail on the head with a lot of it. Uh, I don't know if it's all about power and more if they've just been sold a lie by a media and by politicians that they truly believe. And that you know, if you're constantly told that you know if you go outside that you and your family will die, you're going to believe it. You know, that's that's just the reality that a lot of people are playing with. That's why our corporate press is so toxic to our culture and in our country. They're doing so much damage to to the nation, Uh, you know, and I feel bad for them because they don't understand that, you know, it really is not that big of a deal. I have been for the past year, you know, living a normal life. You know, I, I've, you know, ever since in Texas, you know, all the, the mandates and everything went away and I wasn't required by law to go obey stuff, you know, I've been, uh, been, you know, living a completely normal, insane life, going out, you know, having lunch, you know, going to bars, that sort of thing. Uh, and there's a lot of people who aren't living that way. And that amazes me that, that there are still people that, you know, if I, I go home to Oklahoma and they're, Sometimes people who are wearing a mask inside of a store, which you know really surprises me. Uh, and on Twitter, you go see a lot of videos of people in nursing homes. You know, the these uh, couples that had separated, they had been living, you know, they'd been married for 70 years, but uh, you know they haven't seen each other for for the past two because of some weird restriction that prevents them from from interacting. Which, I mean, the the nursing homes are. are Isolated, there's really not much of a chance of an outbreak with them unless you're living under Andrew Cuomo. So you know, they should be allowed to to interact together, but the, that's the the reality that politicians and the media have built for a lot of people in this country, and it's pretty, pretty heartbreaking to go see that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if you can build back from that, especially with whenever every six months you're going to have, you know, the who. And the CDC promoting some sort of new variant that really doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, the the WHO was saying that it was going to. The Omicron is going to ravage the uh, the world for the next three to six months. Well, they said the same thing about Delta and Delta didn't do much, you know, and they're going to continue to sell that line. I guarantee you seven from, months from now, they're going to come up with a new variant and say, OK, we need to be locked down for another year. We need, you know, a new booster. We need you know, more vaccine passports. If you live in Austria, you know, let's look at uh, how European liberalism is going you're going to be fined $600 every three months that you are not vaccinated up to $3,600 or euros. And beyond that you could face prison time. This is in what is supposed to be free Europe. You know, we're talking about some Soviet era stuff going on here and people just are oblivious to it. They think that it's fine and that it's normal.
1: I, I try not to get angry, uh, by politics. I, I try not to let things get under my skin. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't think if I got angry all the time for <laughs> for everything <laughs> I, I see and read, I wouldn't be able to work in politics, I don't think, without <clears> having <throat> to kill myself. But like, <laughs> nothing makes me more angry. I mean, it, like I get absolutely furious when I see some corporate journalist tweeting out what they think is some like heartwarming video of some old couple that's been apart for two years when they finally, the, the, the state finally lets them see each other. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and they're like, oh, isn't this so nice? <laughs> I'm like, mm, that, no. would warrant, that would warrant a death sentence in, in a lot of places if this were a just world. I mean, yeah. my goodness, these people, you know, whoever is keeping these people apart for a year and a half, I mean, they should go to prison for crimes against humanity, never see the light of day ever again. I mean, it is just absolutely disgusting degeneracy. From from the elites, from the press, and from politicians, it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I mean, it's just people that live in free states, man. It, it's just it's time. It's it's time just to move on. I mean, Europe mm-hmm. has fallen, Australia has fallen, Israel has fallen. I mean, you see Israel, they're mm-hmm. saying uh, they they just approved the fourth shot fourth for everybody. Booster. They're telling yeah. you have to get a fourth a fourth booster. It's like, what what are we doing? I mean it's it's time for for people that live in normal states like you and I do just to go about your business forget about these people just move on mm-hmm. we'll build we'll build the economy without them <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep freedom alive without them we don't need them you know what I mean like we're we're doing okay here um speaking of people that nobody needs the the Cuomo brothers are now both unemployed um turns out we were right once again Chris Cuomo uh, was helping his bl- brother slander his sexual assault victims. Just amazing stuff there from uh, from Chris Cuomo. And, mm-hmm. and CNN was forced to fire him. Once again, the, the media and the Democratic establishment gets an easy way out here, and I hated this with his brother Andrew, and I hate it with Chris, too. You know, they don't fire Chris Cuomo for being a propagandist on behalf of the DNC. They get him for helping his brother attack victims, right? They don't get Andrew Cuomo for being a communist authoritarian who murdered 5,000 old people in nursing homes. They get him for grabbing butts. You know what I mean? Like, this is what Mm -hmm. they do. Anytime, like, anybody in corporate media or democratic politics is held to account, it's not for the real reason. It's for some, you know, they, they figure out a way to sweep the real crimes under the rug. And this is just what these people do. You know, I'm not surprised.
0: Well, I mean, the the Chris Cuomo thing is really interesting because, you know, a couple hours after CNN announces that they're fi- that he's fired, which they wrote a statement on the iPhone Notes app. By the way, it wasn't so even that, on like a letterhead. Yeah, you know, not can much you professionalism put, going, a, going a, on there. Can there be a
1: CNN logo <laughs> anywhere?
0: Like, please, is yeah, that too
1: much to ask. <laughs> but uh,
0: so. After CNN fires him in, in, in that fashion, uh, a couple hours later, it comes out that there were sexual harassment allegations against Chris Cuomo himself. So, you know, there's a little bit more going on under the hood with this, too. I don't think that they even fired him because of the fraud of the, you know, him, you know, uh, the trying to assist his brother through one of the the worst PR since in American modern American history, I think that you know they they try to fire him and use that as an excuse before the sexual yeah. harassment allegations even came out,
1: just to save so, themselves money yeah. on the lawsuits. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and
0: and then you know Chris Cuomo says today that that you know the king of CNN Jeff Zucker had known about his involvement with Andrew Cuomo before, and he had done nothing about it. And for the people who aren't in the know, Jeff Zucker really has his hands on all of the switches over at CNN. He's got pretty much absolute control yeah. over everything that goes on there. So really by firing Cuomo, they saved Zucker from facing any sort of repercussions for allowing this to go on. Uh, you know, we had known about this sort of involvement months ago, months ago. Oh
1: yeah.
0: And it wasn't until, you know, last week that they decided, okay, well, we've got to go, you know, look into it. We found more stuff, you know, new stuff came to light and now we'll, we'll fire him. But Jeff Tubin, who, you know, in the past tried to force a coworker whose daughter he had impregnated to get an abortion and then, you know, did some pretty bad stuff on a zoom call with his coworkers. <laughs> he still got a job, you know, we're still paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, uh, this doesn't mean anything. I, as I've said in the past, I will not consider anything that happens with it, with CNN a win until they permanently close their doors and everybody who is formerly employed there has to find a job in the trade industry. You know, they have to become a welder yes. or they have to become a carpenter. You know, I never want them writing another word. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll take this worth a grain of salt for the time being. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the... Uh, uh... I mean, it, there is no victory won against the corporate press until they've been completely eliminated from society. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, they, they've lost the right to exist. They need to be completely bankrupted <laughs> and destroyed. Um, you're absolutely right there. Um, Democrats and David French are very triggered right now um, by a photo congressman thomas massey of kentucky posted of him and his loving wholesome family uh they, they, he posted a picture of them holding guns and apparently it doesn't take very much to offend democrats and david french these days
0: uh no at all they have managed to get me to defend a libertarian which is not something that happens often you know uh, I'm sure your viewers are, are more of the libertarian bent. I'm not a libertarian at all, but good lord, if you're going to go target a guy for holding guns in a family photo, I'll come right to your defense. That's one of those American things you can do, and if you're going to go act like it's some sort of toxic element of a culture. No. Owning guns and, and supporting your family is, is one of the most American things you can do, and it's something I'll come to your defense for. You know, every day of the week. And for David French to go say, you know, this is what a, a gun fetish looks like. Oh, come on, dude. You know, fetish. Uh, a couple a couple of years ago, you're writing articles about how, you know, the uh, America is turned against masculinity. And now you're upset because a couple of guys are holding guns on a family photo. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, he's he's a perennial Contrarian, so I understand that that's what helps him pay the bills. So you know, I'm not going to hold too much against him, but you know, grow grow a backbone, dude.
1: Imagine hating Donald Trump so much (laughs) that you just change your entire like worldview and personality. (laughs) You know what I mean? Imagine caring about any politician. Like, imagine letting like anyone have that much power over you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just he hates Donald Trump so much that he just hates now everything that republicans like you know what i mean it's like he just hates republicans so much because of one man it's like dude you're like a slave to your (laughs) your hatred like it really like it's a sick like it's not it's not right it's not healthy for human beings to live that way like man i've never i've never hated anybody the way that this man hates donald trump and donald trump supporters like it's it's just It's no way to live man donald trump my goodness
0: Donald Trump got him to abandon the Constitution too. I mean, what was it, uh, <laughs> no. three three weeks ago that he wanted to uh, ban open carry? So, yes, the conservative
1: know. case, the conservative <laughs> case against open carry by David French. That was three weeks <laughs> ago.
0: It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's uh he's definitely fallen. I I used to defend him. I, I used to be a huge supporter of his until he started going off on this weird downhill journey, but I you know. I, my defense of him after that was still hey you know he's been a good lawyer for us in the past uh now i'm not sure that that'll no. even be the case i'm not sure that no. he'll stick up for for anything that uh that needs conservative support
1: no i mean i think he'll just reactionarily oppose anything conservatives stand for at this point i mean if he's you know if he's against the second amendment man i mean yeah. i don't know how fundamental you get to the constitution <laughs> or or conservatism or constitutionality generally than the than the second amendment so uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, it's really pathetic. But I want to end with this, man. I mean, there is a white pill moment for the day, and I'm, I'm really excited about this, actually. Um, and, and I know you saw it before we started recording. Brian Stelter from MSNBC. Oh, wait, is he. Yeah, right? Or is he CNN? CNN. CNN? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, man. interchangeable. But so Brian Stelter, uh, he was sharing uh, Axios' lead from this morning, and it's, it's this piece whining about how conservatives are, quote, building their own apps, phones, cryptocurrencies, and publishing houses to circumvent the mainstream tech and media ecosystem, unquote. Now, this scares the living crap out of the Democrats and the establishment, and it absolutely should. It absolutely should, man, because this is how we win. This is how we win on the right, whether you're conservative or libertarian, doesn't matter. This is how our side, the people on the right side of history, win, and it's by leaving these people behind. If they want to be left behind— in constant covid fear if they want to be left behind in mid 20th century fascist authoritarian speech control we should be happy to leave them there if that's the world they want to live in let them we'll move on i mean we we've warned these people they were told to knock it off with their authoritarian insanity they didn't let's build the economy without them
0: yeah i mean that's exactly right and Look at Twitter, their new CEO that uh, that you know got appointed a couple days ago. Hate uh, white that, people. Yeah, he, uh, made it very clear publicly if,
1: on the record you, that he hates whites. Yeah.
0: If you think that that moderates aren't going to start moving away from from Twitter as a platform in the future, you know Trump's social media is coming out in a couple of months, so a lot of people are going to be migrating towards that. They just do not want to be involved in that sort of stuff anymore. I mean, I don't want to go have to get on a platform wherever i'm not allowed to, to speak my mind that i get banned if i post a study talking about covid because it doesn't adhere to uh to their you know sort of doctrine on we should be locked away forever uh, if i you know share a story about a politician's family you know i i get banned uh that that sort of stuff isn't going to hold up anymore and you know they they told us that you know, if you don't like what the way things are going, you should go make your own app. You should go make your own phone. You should go make your own whatever. And people f- are finally doing it. And, you know, you're going to have the money eventually that brings in people who are quality. In the past, we've we've had pla- uh, platforms in the past, uh, parlor. You know, the interface on that is not good. It's not fun to use. People don't want to get on there and use that. But eventually, there's going to be enough money on the right To where you're gonna be able to get hire people who are good programmers to be able to build you know infrastructure that that people enjoy and that they're actually gonna wanna use. And Twitter's not gonna be able to compete with that. They're not gonna be able to to compete after they've shunned everybody out. And they've only have this small minority of, of, of people who are incredibly woke, who only let their way go. You know, that you're leaving so many people behind. And I get that you live in Silicon Valley. I get that you live in New York. I get that you live in D.C. But you don't understand how the rest of the, the country sees this sort of stuff. You know, normal people are pretty concerned by, by the sort of stuff that's going on. It's not just conservatives. And that, that's pretty dangerous for them.
1: Yeah, and right-wingers are starting to do what you said and, and put their money where their mouth is, you know. And that, that's been the main problem, I think. On the right for a long, long time, and it's like you know the left would raise ninety five percent of the money, and then the Koch brothers mm-hmm. would would spend some money on right wingers, but it was basically just them. Right? <laughs> it mm-hmm. was like everyone else on the left, and then the Koch brothers on our side. And you're you know you're seeing more investment in, I mean, not even just like you know conservative. I mean, you take like uh, like Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they could. they they launched like a sports section. They're they're making like feature fi- feature length films. Yeah, I don't think it's like gonna be conservative propaganda. You know what I mean? I think they're making like an like a western right now.
0: Yeah, like it, it yeah. won't
1: be like riddled with like leftist propaganda like most Hollywood is. But I don't think they're setting out to like be be this like cheesy kirk cameron you know what i mean like, no no you know it's not gonna be like a conservative movie house like it's just gonna be good art you know without mm-hmm. the leftist propaganda and you're, you're seeing the blaze doing a you know putting a lot of time and money into like uh, investigative journalism and stuff like that as well um like you're seeing people finally investing on the right into the places where they they should have been and that's not just you know writing checks to some senatorial candidate it's about engaging in the culture and investing in the culture as well. And, I mean, it might be, you know, 30, 40 years too late, but, hey, man, better yeah. late than never, people are definitely stepping up to the plate and making it happen. And that, that's definitely encouraging to see.
0: Well, you you actually made a really great point there with, you know, the senatorial candidate. An elected official is not going to change all this. Donald Trump did not come in. He, did, he didn't change anything. He changed, with, nothing. Uh, he changed nothing. You yeah. know, yeah. It, it, the, the problems there still exist. We're not going to win it by by electing people. We're not going to win it by by you know with some sort of policy. I don't think that changes anything. Uh, you have got to actually be willing to put in the work to you know destroy your enemies and, and create new things. Yeah, you know, that's that's the way that we're going to win by you know just doing things better than them. And the reality is that there are a lot of people who want that to happen. I mean, we've got a lot of billionaires on our side now. Yeah, it's not just the left who who's getting all this this sort of funding. You know, they recognize that there's great investment opportunities to to build things on our side, and our side is the one that is going to serve the American people. You know, as things progress, I think that it's going to get much worse for for the left if they continue down this path and they don't ease up.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, when Brian Stelter and Axios are freaking out over something, (laughs) I uh, (laughs) think— It's a good sign. Yeah, it's like when you get lost playing a video game and you're just wandering around and then you start getting shot at. You're like, oh, I'm going the right (laughs) direction. I definitely think we're on to something here if it's scaring the pants off of uh, Brian Stelter. That's definitely good Mm -hmm. news. Joe, my brother, thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Where where can everybody follow you online? And where can everybody check out uh, Lone Conservative?
0: So, you can follow me at at Joe Chalfont on Twitter, um, and you can follow Lone Conservative at LO Conservative on Twitter and at Lone Conservative on Instagram.
1: Everybody, follow Joe. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.